Welcome to episode 15 of the Reach For More podcast, your place to shine a little brighter every day. I'm your host, Veronica Summer, holistic life coach that helps people become more aware of themselves, find their purpose, release, rejuvenate, and love their lives a little more. Teaching mindfulness practices with sparkle. Visit summertalent.com for life coachings, guided meditations, mindfulness courses, and to become a member of the Rising Star community. Today's topic is Q&A week, self-care for real life. And I am super hyped and excited. This is the first time that I will be answering your questions live here on the podcast. So we've been diving deep into self-care these past weeks, and it has been so much fun and so great to work with you guys and girls on your personal self-care development. Today, joining me is my wonderful Liz. How are you doing, Lizzie? Hey, Veronica. I'm super excited and super hyped as you are to be here and to finally get to meet our community, basically. Liz has been on the team since day one, and it is so cool that she's here today. And we will be reading your questions that you have sent in in the past few days. So, you know, we all have our self-care struggles and we have been putting together all of our practices and knowledge for our Rising Star community and our followers. And I noticed last week that there are the usual self-care struggles that are coming up for people, but also that with the, the corona pandemic outbreak, there have been new difficulties arising for for some of us. And new challenges we are facing. There's so many things going on. There's an up and down. We're insecure about the future. And the development throughout the world is very different. Some places are still in lockdown. Some are not in lockdown anymore. For So for us in Austria, we um, don't have that strict regulations anymore. And that is why we are able to do the podcast today as well, because we are allowed to meet up up to 10 people. In a lot of places in the world, though, there's still um, a lockdown and people are still at home. But either way, there has been so much difficult questions coming up. Whatever we're facing, self-care has become more important. And that is why we thought it is the perfect topic for a Q&A podcast episode. <laughs> So let me tell you a little more about Liz. Liz does so many things at Summer Talent, and she also works very closely with the community. So Liz, what have you been noticing for changes in people's self-care journeys throughout the pandemic in the past couple of weeks? I actually think that self-care has become more important, you know, for one simple reason. You were put into lockdown, you sit at home all day. Yeah, of course, some do home office, some don't. And you have to fill your days. So you start doing self-care almost automatically. And I saw, you know, a lot of requests coming in on how to improve self-care. I don't want to get ahead of our questions. I'm just going to, you know, one simple example. People, you know, they ask like, oh, what is self-care? You know, it's such a buzzworthy word. Everything is self-care, basically. But some things are just not self-care. So, Liz, you work so closely with the community. Have you been noticing some topics that are more present or less present or 
some topics that are more different or less different or what have you been, you know, has there been more self-care requests in the past couple of weeks? I would say definitely yes. Because I think you have maybe two types of people, right? The ones that want to feel, fill their days that kind of automatically do self-care. And then there's the other people that kind of like have this attitude towards like, I don't deserve this. I'm in a pandemic. I have to work. I have to get my stuff figured out. I have to go on with my life. But the problem is, you know, people are in lockdown. They are already pressured enough. Their daily lives have changed and they're trying to put even more on their plate because we follow this classic rule of society, right? More, 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 better, better, better. But the problem is you wind up chasing your own tail because the people get even more frustrated over time. So first question coming up is from Jenny and she's telling us, Hey, Veronica, I've been trying so hard but I still have a hard time meditating. I just can't seem to shut my brain off. What should I do? Well, hello, Jenny, and thank you so much for sending in your question. I can tell you, you're definitely not alone. Meditation itself can be a challenge. And especially when you get started, it is really hard to, first of all, understand the concept of meditation and then really find a way that you can make meditation good for yourself. And, you know, I'll give you one example of what meditation really is. And quite frankly, what meditation does is it gives our brain a chance to relax because our brain is constantly working, whether we're dreaming, whether we're sleeping, whether we're just awake, our mind is always on a roll and we want to give our mind a break through meditation. I think that a lot of people overrate what they have to do during a meditation. I think that so many people put pressure on themselves to be like, I have to sit here, not allowed to think of anything, I have to focus on my breath, and I have to meditate, and I have to find the higher light, and that all needs to happen now within the next five minutes. And you create all this, this pressure in meditation that makes it even worse. I'll give you one example. I see a lot of people that think that meditation is about sitting and contemplating over things. And that is not what meditation is. Meditation is giving your brain a break. If you sit and you contemplate over the things that are happening in your life and thoughts and all of that, you never really give the universe and your God a chance to come in. You know, you free your mind and you just let your inner strength, your power, your connection to your soul actually clear all of the chaos that is going on in your mind. But I know it's hard and I understand that you are struggling with that. And you know what, quite frankly, all of us were in whatever kind and form when we were facing this entire pandemic outbreak, it was difficult. We were dealing with anxiety. There's a lot of uncertainty and it's scary to sit down and sit into a meditation and just be quiet because all those feelings, all the anxiety and the panic just really come up and you have to face them. So one tip I want to give you for the beginning, if you're having a hard time meditating right now, first of all, be kind and gentle with yourself. Don't put any kind of pressure on yourself. You just want to take it easy and you want to take it slow. And if you feel like you have all these thoughts coming up for you in the beginning of your meditation, sit down and have a journal with you 
sit in your meditation space in a cross-legged position, get into a slow pace of breath where you breathe in through the nose, you hold your breath for a couple of seconds, and you breathe out through the mouth, you close your eyes, and the first couple of times that you do this meditation, actively let your thoughts to be present. It is important that we accept our thoughts and we accept our feelings. So let them just be there and write them down. Have a journal. Don't think like this meditation has to be, I'm sitting in a, in a peaceful, quiet place. So let those thoughts come up and write them down, write them out. And do that for a couple of times for as long as it feels good for you. And then the next step, the best thing to do is to go into guided meditations and into active meditations. So guided meditations are also the meditations that we do with Summer Talent that we have in the Rising Star community and that we have in our meditation albums is where we really guide you through the process where you can go through a story and go through um, go through a theme throughout your meditation, work through certain blocks where you have music and you have a voice guiding you. Guided meditations are great just to get started and do that for the beginning. And really, as I said, be kind, don't put pressure. You know, it's like working out. It's the most important thing as well is just having a daily routine, just trying, even if you don't feel like it, just be like, okay, I have a lot of stuff going on. I don't want to deal with this today. But when you go to bed, just be like, okay, I'm going to try. I'm just going to try, take three minutes, maybe five, and just try to do a guided meditation, be in my quiet space, do some journaling and just do it. Because, you know, it's really like with working out. It's like when you go to the gym and you go work out and you want to take the the 100 100 pound dumbbell. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Lizzie. Yes, you are absolutely right. You know, Lizzie works out a lot and she knows how it goes. So having the, um, getting the hundred pound dumbbells, you can't lift them the first time. It's really hard to just get that strength. You can't do it in the beginning. You go small, you go slow, and you can't expect to go to the gym once and walk out and, you know, be skinny all of a sudden and you're just fit and trained. Do it day by day by day by day by day. And don't forget, you're not alone. There's a lot of people struggling with the same and there's a lot of tools out there. There's a bunch of guided meditations that you can find and just find the one that is that feels right for you. So just me jumping in. Um, Jenny, I feel you. I've been there. Um, but, you know, I have some, one simple advice for you. Trust the process. As Veronica said, You have to go with the flow. Don't pressure yourself too much. It will come to you. So next question coming up. Hello, Maria. Maria says, hi, Veronica. I love listening to your podcast. Oh, thank you so much, sweetheart. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for putting a great show on every week. Oh, you're such a... So sweet. Yeah. I have been trying to follow a spiritual practice for the last five years, and it has always been a little up and down for me. I just have the feeling I can never seem to find a flow. I was wondering, how do you stay on track? Oh, my dear, you're talking straight from my soul. Up and down is the flow, and that's the thing. It's about accepting the ups and the downs. That is exactly what the foundations of spiritual practices are. 
ups and downs. You know, I have so many friends that have been in spiritual practices for such a long time that, and, and they face things that are up and down. It's exactly what it is. And I understand that sticking to it can be difficult. Like with everything else, when we say we want to eat healthy, we want to do a certain thing. We want to make our gardens nicer. It's like sticking to things is difficult, but the beauty of spiritual practices is that with time, it doesn't feel like something you have to do anymore. It, you realize when you do right spiritual practices, when you find the right meditations for you, when you find the right, whatever kind of yoga it is, maybe it's a Kundalini yoga, maybe it's a Hatha yoga, maybe it's painting, whatever, you know, when you find that spiritual practice that is right for you and you find that connection with your inner strength, you don't want to be anywhere else. It's almost you have this risk of being too much constantly in in the spiritual world. So be kind. I'm saying it again. It's the most important thing. Spiritual practices are about making us feel good. We have a lot of pressure anyway. There's enough going on on the outside. And if you put pressure on yourself with your personal practices, that is what the, that's the energy that you're putting into it. And that is what it's going to feel like for you. You want it to feel like a relief. You want it to feel like something that helps you, that is there, that is it's exactly what, you know, we, we really try so much to create with summer talent because it's not something that has to be super serious and, and put so much unnecessary pressure. So one thing that really, really helps me because, you know, I have a lot going on in my life as well, and I have a lot of ups and downs. And what I love to do is to set intentions. When I wake up in the morning, I really, really set this routine for myself that I don't look at my phone even though I, you know, I have everything around my bed and I have my phone there and I usually work on scripts at night and I have my laptop in my bed and oh my God, I should not say that because it's not something you should do, <laughs> a spiritual practice, but it happens sometimes, you know, I fall asleep writing and when I wake up though, I really just distance myself from all of it, wake up slowly, give myself those three to five minutes and I set intentions and I set the intentions that I need that exact day. So if I wake up and I'm, I know I have to get a script done today, I have to finish something, but I really don't feel creative. I don't feel like writing. I just talk to the universe and I say, please give me the calmness to let you speak through me for today, for example, or please give me the practice that I need so I can be centered today. And then I let it go. I just let it go and I go on with my day and I don't sit down and force myself to do something. It's just the honest truth. It really changes everything. Just magically somehow your day changes and things, things just happened and you get stuff done. Um, so yeah, setting intentions is number one. If what you can do, for example, if you wake up tomorrow morning and you feel like I really, really want to have a self-care practice, want to have a spiritual practice, but I can't stick to it. Wake up in the morning and say, please give me the calmness to find a way to be kind to myself today. That's all. You've done, you've done 80% of your spiritual practice for today. Okay. And um, just let acceptance be a big part of your life for right now. I feel like that is what you need. Just let acceptance be what is surrounding you for the next couple of weeks. Just whatever comes up, just be like, okay, I'm accepting this. It's okay. 
I accept that I don't have a routine that I'm happy with. I accept that I feel like there's a lot of ups and downs. That's okay. I'm thankful for the ups. Um, yeah, I think that's... What does Lizzie have to say? <laughs> well, I understand Maria completely, you know. Let me give you a simple example. I dance play and... For me, this is also a spiritual practice. You know, if I dance, you have to find something that is right for you. It's not about sticking to the book or finding the best spiritual practice on Google. It is finding something you really love and enjoy doing. And of course, there will be ups and downs, man. You're gonna tremble and fall. The good thing about it actually is you don't care. So it, beca it becomes a part of you. And the ups and downs, like ask any dancer, it's normal for them. One day you dance like a doll and the next day you just don't. Yeah, very true. And I don't know, Lizzie, how it was for you in the beginning, but I remember like eight, nine, ten years ago when I really got into this stuff, it was like, I need to follow the book. I'll never forget. I think I've talked about this in, a, in another podcast where I went to my first meditation and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I need to meditate. Like my life was in pieces, right? I was super, super overweight. Um, I was like 140 kilos, which is, I don't know, how much is that in pounds? I have no idea. <laughs> really good question. <laughs> Send it to his office at summertalent.com. We, <laughs> we need a podcast assistant. Um, anyway, and I was really unhealthy. I was dealing with chronic health issues. And I'm like, I have to meditate. That is going to help me. That is going to heal me. I have to meditate. And I go to this meditation. This guy is sitting there. It's six o'clock in the morning, right? I'm like, that's just great. If you, anybody who knows me knows that getting up at six o'clock in the morning is just pretty much close she to... She does not get up at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> just can't do it. It's not my thing. Um, and he breathes in and he says, two, three, one, enjoy your meditation. And everybody's sitting there and I'm nervous. I'm shaking. And, you know, I just don't know what to do. I'm like, this is crazy. This is overwhelming. It's like my anxiety was just rising more and more and more and more. And I remember for the first couple of weeks, I, I was really forcing myself to do things a certain way to like, I had the feeling I have to follow this meditation exactly this way so that it would work so that it would be beneficial. And that is what I realized after a couple of years is that that is not what this is all about. It is just about feeling good with what you're doing, quite frankly. Absolutely true. I made the same experience. I went for the, my first meditation, I think three years ago. And I walk in that room and the lady immediately starts going all spiritual on me. And I was so overwhelmed that I was sitting there and she was talking about flows and energy flows and flows. Everything was big flow. And I just couldn't go with the flow. So I ended up leaving the meditation early because I was like, this is not doing me any good. She's telling me to relax. I cannot relax. So I left the meditation. And then I think I didn't practice it for half a year because it was like, oh my God, nah, never ever again. Until... I just looked for meditation that would suit me or a voice that would suit me. Yeah. You really have to do what feels good for you. You know, if, 
listening to a female voice is making you feel comfortable, then do that. If it's a male voice that makes you feel comfortable, then do that. It's just, you have to find what, what you feel comfortable with and what you can identify yourself with. So let's move on to our next question. This person wants to stay anonymous and we respect that. And uh, it's about money. Oh, let's talk money. So this wasn't really a question. It was more a statement, but we thought we should just throw it into the round today anyway, because we felt that it's actually something many of us are faced with, mm-hmm. especially females. You're going to know why in a second. I really tried to do as much as I can for myself, but I just have the feeling it is costing me so much money. Beauty products are expensive and eating healthy is expensive too. I think self-care is something for rich people. So, Veronica, what do you think about this? Well, if we look out, you know, I totally understand. I get it. When I got my gluten intolerance in the beginning, I uh, was living in Switzerland back then, and I would have to buy this gluten, or I wanted to buy this gluten-free bread, and it was like eight Swiss francs back then for four slices. And I know what you're talking about, especially for girls, you know, we need more money for beauty stuff depending on how much you do it is it is the truth but the thing is self-care itself does definitely not have to be expensive it is just about what you how much value you give something if the self-care practices you do for yourself only have a value if you're buying expensive things then that is the energy you will be projecting into them and they don't have to be so if you like to buy expensive beauty products yeah, you know, go ahead. I mean, you can do that. It's everybody can do what they would like to do. But the thing is, it doesn't have to be linked to self-care in that way. Not at all. The most important thing about self-care is about emotions and not about the outside and not about the, the products that you are using. So we do also a lot of beauty stuff. We think that it definitely has to do with self-care and it has a body-mind connection. You know, when we do our smoothies and masks we put on social media, it's because we really think about what the nutrients do to your body. We believe that everything that you do for yourself influences you in a way. If you eat bad food, it influences your body. It causes distress in your body. If you Don't take care of your skin, which is your biggest organ. It causes distress in your body and you don't want that. But the most important thing about is the energy that you put into it. So if you want to buy an expensive mask from La Mer that is going to cost you 300 euros and or $300 and you want to put that on your face and it's going to make you feel good, trust me that if you take some yogurt and you put a lemon in it and some avocado oil and you put it on your face while saying, I love myself, I'm thankful for my health, I am thankful that I have running water to wash this off, I am thankful that I have the chance to even make myself a mask, that I have access to fresh yogurt, and that I have access to food, then putting that energy in is what really makes the whole ritual a self-care practice. So if you want to spend a lot of money, then go ahead and do it. But you definitely do not have to. And the true, true beauty expert in this room is Lizzie. (laughs) I was about to giggle the entire time because I can totally relate. Um, Girls going to be girls and 
let's be honest, you know, we see advertisements, we like to spend money on things. And I do too. And trust me, I spend a lot of money on beauty products. But the good thing actually for me was to be on a lockdown because all my beauty products, um, you know, I couldn't buy them anymore because only the grocery stores were open. So I couldn't buy my fancy masks. I couldn't buy lipstick and I just had to deal with what I had. And you know, the interesting thing that I discovered is I still had the same feeling. It doesn't matter if it's a yogurt mask or if it's a 300 bucks La Mer mask. It just doesn't. It's the feeling that it gives you. And the feeling that you get if you buy something for 300 bucks, straight out simple is, yeah, I feel good. But the problem is you don't have to buy stuff to feel good. And trust me, you're going to figure this out that it doesn't take money. It doesn't take, of course it takes a bit of money, but not that much. There is so, so, so many cultures in the world that make self-care a part of their daily routine in whatever way or form. And I think that is something that we just really miss and lose in the Western culture. If you think about it, it's something we just don't do anymore. You don't go into a lake, you don't go swimming and you're like, okay, I'm going to cleanse myself. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. That is why everything is what is. Everything that exists is true and everything that we have was created to help us in some way or form. So when we take a shower, why don't we shower in a way that we're thankful for the water that can cleanse us and cleanse our minds and make us fresh? It's almost so obvious, but it's the truth. If you get a, you know get into a cold shower, then that is just lifts all your spirits. <laughs> yeah, it does. For sure. I do it every morning. No, and I think self-care, as I said before, it's become so buzzworthy. And of course, the beauty industry links self-care to beauty care and we believe that but actually it's off topic because self-care has to do with feeling good not buying a 300 buck mask yes beautifully said so next one. Ooh, we Ooh. Have one more. yeah we have one more and actually it's a guy hey matthew matthew isn't that nice ladies that a guy is joining us today i like that me too interesting <laughs> Although I have a lot more time now because I'm at home and I'm alone, I just can't get myself to do anything for myself. I was struggling before, but I always thought it was because I didn't have any time. Now I do have time, but honestly, all I want to do is lay on the couch, eat ice cream and sleep all day. Is that bad? Isn't that self-care too? <laughs> Lizzie is looking at me with her big blue eyes. <laughs> well, yes, it is self-care in a way. I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with having a couch day and eating ice cream and, you know, indulging. That's great. Of course, if you overdo it, it's not good for you. It's a lot of sugar and it's a lot of lying around and it's not necessarily healthy. Um, we've all had that. I think it's like, and we all have those days and it's totally normal that we sometimes need to let go, but it's also a common topic that I really think has come up for so many people right now in the Corona time that they don't have the excuses anymore to be like, I don't have time for self-care. I can't 
I just can't do anything because I have a family and I have a job and I have to go to the gym and I, you know, and most often it just has to do with procrastination because looking on the inside can be scary sometimes. And that is how we work through stuff. And it's difficult sometimes. I don't want to sugarcoat that. It It is that way that when you start working on things, they resolve. But what you really have to know is that is the beauty. If you have things come up for you, then you're releasing them and then you can work through them and you can resolve them. And we all know these people that have so much unresolved shit that they're very out of balance. And it usually has to do with being scared of looking on the inside. So uh, if you have this, you know, you're just kind of stuck, you feel you can't get time to do anything, it's normal, you're gonna have to force yourself a little bit and choose something that really feels good for you. You know, if you like going on bike rides and you're allowed to go outside, then do that and just sit somewhere and look around and let that be your thing. Or if you've been somebody that has, uh, worked out, do a home workout. Let those just let those good emotions and good feelings come to you. Don't force yourself to like don't have to force self-care onto yourself as I've been saying. Just do what feels good, whatever that may be for you, my dear Matthew. And I'm sure you will find that. Maybe I almost think you're somebody that plays music. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'm getting this feeling. Now I'm being weird. <laughs> Maybe I'm just trying to have this nice imagination of drummer Matthew, because I really like drummers, but you know, whatever. So um, whatever it is you like to do, just do more of it. And it might involve a little, just have to force yourself a little bit. Just a teeny, tiny, 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 tiny little bit. And think of us because it's the same for everybody. Let's be honest. Isn't it, isn't it the coolest thing you can do? Just wake up in the morning and then you just eat all day in bed and you eat ice cream all day. It's like, it's great. Binge watching Netflix. <laughs> but it's not long-term stuff. It's just not long-term. After a couple of days, you won't feel good anymore. So rest, indulge, and then do what feels good for you. And have fun doing it. Last but not least, we have lovely Charlotte. Charlotte. Hey, Charlotte. And Charlotte is asking, Hey, Veronica, I like the idea of self-care very much, but the honest truth is I live with several roommates and really can seem to find a space where I can be in peace and quiet. Any advice on that? Noise-canceling headphones. Yes. <laughs> Honestly. I know, you know, when I was 20, 22, I lived with four guys. It was insane. They were two waiters and a cook and a musician. And I had like a full-time COO job. I would have to get up really early in the morning and they would come home at three o'clock at night, watch movies, be loud. And it was just really, you know, I get it. I understand. And, uh, one day I had a conversation with them. I was like, people, I need to get up early in the morning. We can't keep on doing this. So we found a solution for that, but I know exactly what you mean. If you're not living alone, it's super difficult to find time for yourself. And not all of us have, you know, a meditation room and a space where you can go and, and sit into, you don't have to, it is about actively choosing what you want to be present in your mind all day long. That is the most important foundation for 
having a daily spiritual practice, setting your intentions in the morning, as I said before. And then the other thing is just what the thoughts are that you choose. So if you're very annoyed with your roommates and you seem to not uh, be able to find some peace and quiet for yourself, your first affirmation or mantra for the day could be, I am thankful that I am not alone because so many people are alone right now. They have been in their homes for eight, nine, 10 weeks and haven't seen another human being. And that can be really difficult too. So just being thankful for what is. And when it comes to the practical part of it, really noise canceling headphones, guided meditations, that is something that has really saved me. I've traveled a lot with my band. I've been in so many places uh, where I didn't really have access to being in a quiet space where I was by myself. And I did two things. I got really, really good noise canceling headphones and I would go outside. Going outside, if you are able right now to go out for a walk, you can set your intentions. You can go maybe sit down somewhere where you have the possibility to just be with nature or wherever you are and have that time for yourself And the other thing is make small things in your life, little rituals. So when you go for a shower, if you have a bathtub, even cooler, you can take a bath. But when you go into the shower, you can do an active shower meditation, for example, something that we will be putting into the 100-day self-care guide as well. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to love that one. Um, Well, I have actually nothing to add, you know, it's the basics. And, you know, Charlie, depending on how good you are with your roommates, have a talk. You know, and be like, hey, guys, girls, guys and girls, can we just like for one hour from 12 to 1 agree that we all have some peace and quiet? And trust me, Charlie, they might be thankful for you suggesting that because... They might have the same feeling and you just don't know. Yeah, good point. Great, great, great point. So are we wrapping it up for today, Lizzie? We are wrapping it up for today. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, all of you, for sending in your questions. Thank you so much, my dearest Lizzie, for being our co-host today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. So cool when uh, we can do this and we'll be doing it more often. If there's anything else you guys want to know, you know, you can always reach out on us, send us a DM, reach out on social media, send an email to office at summertalent.com. We're here. Our team is working on really supporting you guys with all of your self-care practices. There's a bunch of free content you can access at any time. Our main goal and the most important thing for us is that you are happy and you are balanced and you take care of yourself in these times. So please do that. And thank you for tuning in. Have a great week. Love you. Bye. Bye.